Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Good morning. Welcome to Magic Millions Radio. We've got to Hump Day, Wednesday on Magic Millions Week. Another great day at the sales as promised uh, this afternoon. Of course, we had some big numbers yesterday. Top price, $1.65 million for the I Am Invincible Moss Fund. Uh, lot 153. We're going to have Tim Rowe on the show from ANZ Bloodstock right from the top very, very shortly to uh, just run over those uh, lots yesterday, those results, and what we've got to look forward to uh, today. On today's show, as I said, Tim Rowe will be kicking us off in just a moment, but we've also got a, a very special Magic Memory or Magic Millions Memory segment. Glenn Lynch, probably not a household name to most, but Glenn Lynch was heavily involved with that great Mayor Gold edition who, of course, won the Magic Millions three-year-old guineas back in 2007. He was very heavily involved. He rode her at her first 15 starts. He rode four barrier trials. He rode her to plenty of victories. So really looking forward to catching up with Glenn. That'll be uh, segment two today. We'll catch up with Adam Hamilton, of course, from Ladbrokes. We'll get all the market movers as we uh, head into Magic Millions Saturday. It's not far away now. Of course, after the barrier draw, there were some movements in the market yesterday. We'll just see what's happened in the past 24 hours uh, going on from that barrier draw uh, yesterday. And I'm going to try and uh, find the Tommy Berry interview. I'm sure I can from yesterday uh, with Gareth on uh, Giddy Up with Gareth. Tommy Berry spoke candidly of his issues of late. Very, very good interview. If you haven't heard that, do yourself a favour and have a listen in. That's towards the end of the show. Now, today, of course, as I mentioned, uh, day number two of the sales... So they kick off at uh, 10 a.m., an earlier start today. And don't forget all the fields for the remaining races. I know we've got the fields out already in the barrier draws for the uh, for the, two, uh, the two-year-old Classic, the three-year-old Guineas, and we have the field out, of course, for the debut. But the rest of the races, all those acceptances will be out this morning. So we'll have our full set of fields for the big day on Saturday at the Gold Coast, and we'll be able to all get stuck right into the form. Now, before we go any further, as promised, Tim Rowe from ANZ Bloodstock. Tim, massive day out there yesterday at the sales. Good morning, Chris. It certainly was. It's, uh, yeah, it was a great start to the sale, as I think a lot of people predicted, and it'll only build from there for sure. Now, the I Am Invincible Moss Fund, uh, $1.65 million. Is that the sort of price you thought that uh, that one might fetch? Uh, yeah, definitely was going to make more than a million. And uh, uh, at that point, I guess who... How, how deep do some people go? There's only a certain number of people who can play at that at that level, but it's probably no great surprise that you know Hawks Team Hawks were very interested and and ended up well. They only made one bid, and that was a successful bid to buy given or buy him, obviously being out of their slipper winner Moss Fund. Now, looking at the uh, the averages, is this right? I'm looking at the averages yesterday: two hundred and seventy-one thousand and change. Pretty much, well, yeah, definitely, and there was just slightly down. On last year, but I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, they've, made, they've got a larger catalogue this year, so naturally that brings the clearance rate down a little bit and, and the averages in the meeting. So it was a very, very healthy start. Um, and as I said, all predictions 
or pundits believe that it'll just get stronger and stronger, certainly today and, and right through to Saturday night. Yeah, just recapping yesterday, 134 sold, 95 withdrawn, uh, 28 passed in. Well, passed in, 28 sold, 134. Clearance rate, 82.72%. The gross was $36.36 million. The median was 210 and the average was $271,000. Now, I think you're going to tell me that today we are going to surpass that $1.65 million. Uh, I'd be very confident and certainly no genius for predicting it, but uh, there could be possibly two two lots today that surpasses. But I'd be uh, shocked if the, the sister to, to Sunlight um, goes through today, late today, lot 399 from Widden Stud. Um, obviously, a lot of people, everyone would know what Sunlight achieved on the track and sold for $4.2 million. So she'll, the record price of Magic Millions is $2 million, and I'd be shocked if she doesn't go past that and possibly well past that. So, um, you know, collector's item, as they say, and the you know, the bloodstock world. So I think all the big players will be, you know, on her and how far they go, who knows, but I'd be shocked if it's not north of $2 million. And as you said earlier, there's only a certain amount of players involved there, that that high range of the scale. How many do you think? Are we looking at five, ten, or is the numbers more than that, possible players? I'd say, uh, no, I'd say it'd be, it'd be five, but we've got a lot of internationals here this year. You know, the broodmare price is so expensive. People have got to look. Um, you know, yesterday we had Ricky Sarace from Beach of B. Thoroughbreds bought a couple of Cintel fillies for that reason, because you know you've just got to race and, and hope that you can join the or join the broodmare band because they either don't go through the ring or you know you can't afford them. So yeah, buying them is, is yearlings, and that's where Sunlight or the sister to Sunlight will come in to play. You know, those Coolmores or big international breeders. Just before we get on to today's sales, anything uh, from yesterday you'd like to cover? Any of the other side? Other sales, sorry? Uh, uh, well, I guess, um, yeah, probably not at the top. Well, the, the sister to, oh, the first foal from Lovey, Loving Gabby is going to Kieran Ma. Probably no surprise there. Yeah. Made 800000 by Pirata. Um, and the, probably from a buyer sheet, there was, I think there was 90 individual buyers. So it shows you the diversity of the buying bench. But um, year long, uh, a lot of people know they've been bought a lot and spent an absolute fortune on mares in the last couple of years. But they, sort of been sparing in the yearling market, but they fought, fought four yesterday and Tiarkow Racing's David Ellis fought six. So there's a lot of buyers here keen to play. That's good. That's what we want. Now, you've covered today's uh, sunlight uh, relation. What else do we need to look out for? What other lots today are going to go under the hammer you think will fetch some decent money or or you think are appealing and might not quite fetch the money that they uh, well, at least some of the others might, but might be good bargain buys? Well, I'm not sure. Well... You know, until until proven otherwise, they're all good value, aren't they? But uh, look, after lot three ninety nine, after yeah, the solar charged uh, sunlight, not that uh, far after lot four seven eighty nine, Invincible out of Sprite, um, a good race mare from Crestfield Stud. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that colt. Um, you know, I'm Invincible's had home affairs and gone to Stud and Sandy for a hundred thousand at Coolmore, so. Um, all the big cult syndicates will be looking for that next one, and he sort of on pedigree and on type and attitude and all those things they look for. Um, he's certainly possessed it, so yeah, he'll be a seven-figure cult for sure. And uh, yeah, again, how how high they go, I don't know. Somewhere between one and a half and two and a half, possibly. And I could be out there by you know half a million or more. So <laughs> it all we'll depends. have to wait and see. Okay, so three ninety nine four seventeen. Any others? Um. Earlier in the day, uh, 
there's a lot, lot 308, another I'm Invincible, Rose of Choice. Um, you know, that's a, another very nice cult from Yarraman, probably Yarraman where I'm Invincible stands, probably the, be, the best cult they've got in the sale. Rose of Choice was, a, you know, seven-time winner, um, group winner in WA, so um, by Shazir. So, yeah, um, he's got a lot of appeal as well, and all those, probably those same players will be, be looking at him. You, look, you talk of uh, I Am Invincible, looking at the sold lots yesterday, sold seven, average price $658,000. Uh, Schnitzel came in second, five sold, average price 640000 Not bad. Not bad. And, yes, it's a lot of money, but you got to, there's also those breeders are much, you know, put up a lot of money to breed those colts or those horses, and a lot can go wrong. You know, service fee of 250000 plus, plus we've got to have the quality of mare. So there's a big investment. Um, you know, it doesn't always go right. So, you know, these are some of the best. There'll be, you know, a lot of good ones at East, at English Easter sale as well. But, um, you know, so there'll be some at home in the paddock that probably have to be raced, and that's just part of the risk and probably a, a numbers game. But, yeah, they've got to get, you know, the, for that uh, investment, they get, get rewarded as well. All right. So the sale started about 12 minutes ago. What's the atmosphere like out there and the number of people out there at the moment? Oh, there's plenty of people here. There's, as I said, Despite there was 90 individual buyers or different buyers, still some that haven't put their hand up yet. So um, expect you know a lot of lot of people to play and the heaps of people around. I think the first lot went through for about half a million, which I could hear from my vantage point. So uh, you know, strong start for sure. Kept your hands in your pockets so far? <laughs> Absolutely. You know me, Chris. Journos, we're uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not we uh, we're what? not too generous, are we? So, Tight, uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, we're a bit hamstrung, but uh, anyway, That's we'll right. be right. It's only lack of funds that causes yeah. that, unfortunately. We're, we're all yeah, in that boat, well, yeah, most of us. Exactly. Tim, thanks so much for your Go time on, this Tim. morning. Go on, thanks for your time this no, morning. Thanks uh, very much, Chris. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. I get an update as well. Tim Rowe joining us there from ANZ Bloodstock. We'll go for a break, and then we'll be back with Glenn Lynch. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. We're counting down the top 10 best of the best Magic Millions memories. And who can forget Gold Edition, who in 2007 lined up for the three-year-old Guineas, having started 17 times since finishing out of the placings a year earlier in the two-year-old Classic. She won nine of those 17 starts, which included the Group 1 Ascot Vale Stakes down the Flemington Strait. In the Guineas, she was taken straight to the front by champion jockey Darren Biedman, who had the filly in complete control throughout, going on to score by a widening five-length margin. Gold Edition went on to become one of our most consistent mares. She raced 37 times for 17 wins and 13 placings. She was a ripper. She certainly was a ripper. And, of course, as I said there on Magic Millions, the Magic Millions Memories Countdown, which we are down to the final two. So make sure you tune in to Winners on Saturday morning with Gareth Hall where we will go through the final two of my personal memories. Now, anyone that knows me will know what number one is, but I'm not going to give it away right now. Now, back to Gold Edition. She was a fantastic mare and a man that had a lot to do with Gold Edition. Uh, people might tend to forget about, but he's ridden her in 15 of her 37 starts and four trials that I can see was Glenn Lynch. Glenn, good morning. How are you, Chris? I'm very well. How are you? 
you're not too bad. You must have uh, very, very fond memories of Gold Edition. Yeah, it's um, it just seems so long ago now. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> well, it's, it's like a different life now. It, it's funny you say that because uh, I've a few times now tried to go back in the archives and the YouTubes and the Facebooks and everything like that to try and get some uh, some audio or video of, of Gold Edition, and there's not much around, uh, which is which is a shame because it's not. A, I know we're talking 2007 when she won the guineas, which. I mean, we're all getting older, and uh, you tend to think of 2007 not being that long ago, but it probably was. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I actually gave up riding at the end of 2006 um, for a couple of years, and then I went back riding. So, um, and then since then, obviously, I've had the um, the bad race ball, and I haven't been um, back in the saddle since. Now, you you rode her. Uh, I'm looking here. I think it's her first 15 starts. Does that sound right? Yeah, that'll be right. Yeah, and her first three trials. So when you first jumped on her, her first trial was at uh, Eagle Farm, the two-year-old trials back in September of 2005. Can you remember jumping off and thinking, Gee, she goes all right? Well, I don't actually remember her actually having a trial before she had to start. <laughs> to be well, that's all right. Well, do you remember at the first start, jumping off? She ran second in the McDougal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, do you remember? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Now, do you remember thinking she's pretty good or she's above average or she was just average? Well, I always knew that, um, you know, from riding to work and and um, when she had the sprint ups and different pieces, that, um, you know, she was pretty special. But um, she just seemed to, seemed to get better as she got older. Yeah, she certainly she did. Always suffered, um, she always suffered from the heat stress. Too, like um, when, like uh, Magic Millions Day and and times like that. Like quite often it's stinking hot, and you know you you have to get off. And and I think one morning used to have this special ice pack made that he put over her head, yeah, to to keep it cool because she'd just lose herself. She wouldn't know where she what she was doing or anything. Now Ron Mourned was uh, of course her trainer. Did did she have a stable change at all, or was she always with Ron all the way through? No, she was always with Ron. Yeah, I was looking at... Um, she certainly travelled around and, and, and ran in a lot of uh, races interstate. Uh, after that yeah. second in the McDougal, she ran fifth in the uh, in the Magic Millions two-year-old. You rode her in that. Do you remember that race? Yeah, I do, because I believe uh, within two weeks before that race, she was in the paddock with snot pouring out of her nose. Yeah. <laughs> That's no good. So, um, <laughs> if she hadn't had that, she most definitely would have won the Magic Millions. So she had some sort of virus before that? Yes, yeah, she did. And um, she went and had a, um, a short trial at Gatton just to clear a win, but she just needed, she was just that one gallop short. She well, had one more gallop. She, I think she drew two that day. You're right. She, you did um, right. Yeah, if she just had that one more gallop, I'm most certain she would have won. And she ran fifth. She was beaten 2.7 lengths behind Mirror Mirror, who. Uh, We've had Danny Beasley on the show a few times, and we've I did find a, a replay of that race, but the Mirror Mirror came from nowhere for uh, for memory, and Churchill Downs ran second. But then next start at Doombin uh, on the 11th of February, you uh, got the win there, well-deserved win. Yeah, but she had that run under about then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you're dead right. She had that in, had the run under the belt, and she was too good for them there. Then she went to the Silver Slipper. She had a lot of runs I, as a two-year-old. I remember, I remember that day, actually. Yeah. Because... Um, um, when I got to the race, Scott Seymour was sitting in the jockey's room. He didn't take a ride in the race. He was hoping that I didn't make the wait for her. 
but she had only had um, 53. Yep. And I, I wasn't used to riding 53 because I was based at um, Toowoomba and like 54 minimum sort of thing. And, and most places I went, it was 54 minimum. So to, to ride the 53 or 52 and a half, it might have been. Yeah, it was light, that's for sure. It was light. And yeah, so I remember he. Um, he was very disappointed when I said, no, no worries, making the weight. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been tough as nails. I mean, she had so many, and I mentioned in that segment earlier, she had so many runs between that two-year-old uh, Magic Millions and then the three-year-old Magic Millions. I can't remember the number. But it was double figures. Oh, yeah, but uh, I think um, Ron used to just love giving a short little, little um, you know, just a few days out, a few days out here and there sort of thing, just to keep her... On the job, you know. Yeah. Well, she ran. Never had a decent long spell. She ran second in the kindergarten. She ran third in the Riesling, and then she came out and won the Magic Knight. You were aboard that day, of course. Yep. Uh, who did she beat then? Yep. The Deems guy Catachucci. Then she went around in the Golden Slipper. She was beaten six point seven lengths behind Miss Finland. I'm just looking for a track condition. No, yeah. it was a good track. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it. Um, I thought it um, was. Sort of came dead or something later in that day. Could um, but um, I remember because uh, she, she won the start before, and I remember going to the start in the Golden Slipper, and she just said to me, basically, "I've just had enough now." And it was just if she could have just held on for one more run, you know, she probably would have at least run second, I'd imagine. Because the stable mate, Pure Energy, ran second, and I had the option of um, which one to ride, and Ron. Um, believe that Pure Energy would have been the better one, but I thought oh, I'll just I'll just stick with her. You know, she's been good to me. Yeah, yeah. When you got that repaid because she won the Ken Russell at her next start back yeah. on the Gold Coast, and then she won the Champagne Classic uh, at uh, Doombin, and she ran second in the Sires. By this stage, uh, everyone must have been thinking she's a pretty good filly. Oh yeah, oh, she's really good. Uh, she wins the San Domenico. She wins the Silver Shadow. Uh, now there's a few other runs there. She runs second in the Roman Consul. Now, later on, you, I'll, I'll put this probably bluntly. How did you end up losing the ride? What happened there? Well, I just sort of, I've just been through a nasty um, separation with um, Marianne Brosnan and then just sort of, and never had a decent break for a, a long time. And um, I, I got suspended um, at Toowoomba um, and then it got reversed. Uh, then I appealed and, and I, I won the appeal, but Ron Moore had already booked Jim Byrne. And I just I just got the, you know, so to speak, the, the shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. Say that. Yes, you can. And, uh, you have now I anyway. Thought, uh, <laughs> I just had enough, you know. Yeah. So I just had, I just had a break because, uh, you know, like I was there all the time. I'd be riding 8, 9, 10 every morning, you know, yeah. all just – for the rides and and to be honest, I'd I didn't feel as if I was being looked after at all. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, well. You've lost the ride to Jimmy Byrne. I think Staffy Catsidis rode uh, rode her plenty towards the end. Jimmy Cassidy was yeah. riding her. Um, Darren Beatman rode her in the uh, the Magic Millions three year old guineas, which of course she won. But I've got a replay here now. I'm I'm guessing that even after you weren't or you you stopped riding her, you still followed her pretty closely. Yeah, I did. I did a bit. Yeah, 
All right. Well, this this was her second to last start, and this was where she was basically in a bit of a match race with Miss Andretti down the Flemington Strait. Yep. This was the Age Classic. Yeah, this was a great race back on the 10th of November in 80, uh, sorry, 07. Let's have a listen to this one. Away they go. Golden Edition jump well from three, and Miss Andretti got away quickly alongside of her. Stands out, and Swickies in behind the two speeding mares. And a score is coming close to the outside rail. Catachuchu eased over her heels. Oh, Stuffy's made a move here on Gold Edition, and he's split the field. He's gone to the inside, and knew it went with him. And has crossed over now and sits about a length and a half behind Gold Edition on Miss Andretti. Stands out as now last of that trio. And the trio on the grandstand side now, Swick and a score together, and Catachuchu last. So, Gold Edition is the leader, heading down along the flat side towards the 500. A battle length and a half in front. Miss Andretti is staying right with her and they got right away then to Stands Out and on this side Swick is the leader from a score who's under the whip and Catachuchu. They're off the bit on the grandstand side and the duel is on. Here's Miss Andretti let loose by Newitt. He pulled the whip and she got to gold edition at the 200 but the grey mare tries to fight back. Miss Andretti got a neck in front. The champion starting to assert a superiority. Gold edition stays on strongly but Miss Andretti beat her by three quarters. What a great battle. What a great race that was, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah, two two terrific mares, I mean, to be beaten. I know she was beaten, but oh, she yeah. was beaten by Miss Andretti, who, of course, went and won at Ascot. Oh, I know, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and then she had her uh, final run at Flemington, it looks like, here in the Lightning uh, back on the 2nd of February uh, 2008. So she was, as I said in that uh, little intro earlier, she was a ripper, wasn't she? Oh, she was. She was. She was all guts. Best horse you've ridden? Um, I've I've been lucky enough to ride a few handy ones. I I rode uh, Jezebel over in New Zealand, and yeah. um, Brian Jenkins said to me, he's, um, after the race, he said she won't have her straps until she hits a two mile. He was right. He was. He was bang on there. <laughs> Of course, she won a Melbourne Cup. <laughs> but, very good trainer, Brian Jenkins, yeah. And you rode Ice Chariot, too, who was a, a decent horse. Yeah. Yeah, I won the derby on him. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Glenn, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, great to look back at yeah, uh, Gold Edition. She was so popular, too. She was a very, very popular mare, uh, and you were a very popular yeah. jockey when you are on her, that's for sure. And thanks again for your time. Uh, I wish you all the best going forward. No worries, mate. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn Lynch joining us there. Great to have a chat to Glenn and some really good memories there of, of a great grey mare in, uh, in gold edition. Now, I think we've got some uh, news about to come up. We'll just throw to the news. When we come back from the news, we'll get some market updates with Adam Hamilton. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime. Making SEN News this hour, Australia's most senior Catholic Cardinal George Pell has died at the age of 81 from complications after hip replacement surgery. The mother of NRL star Payne Haas will remain behind bars after a court mentioned this morning where her lawyer withdrew a bail application over a car crash that left three people dead. Struggling renters could soon get some relief as the pace of rental growth starts to slow and celebrities, including a number of Australians, have walked the silver carpet as the Golden Globe get underway. SEN.com.au Sport is next. The SEN app. Download it today and never miss a moment of your favourite show. Streaming live anywhere, anytime.
The Aussie cricket side to tour India next month has been named. Victorian Todd Murphy is one of four spinners selected in the extended squad alongside Nathan Lyon, Ashton Agar and Mitchell Swepson. Matt Renshaw and Peter Hanscom were also named with Marcus Harris left out. Cameron Green set to return from a finger injury while Mitchell Stark will miss the first test with injury. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Welcome back to Magic Millions Radio on this Wednesday of Magic Millions Week. Now, if you're looking to have a punt on the Magic Millions, try Ladbrokes Mate Mode today. Terms and conditions apply. Ladbrokes, of course, uh, are going to cover all the odds this week. And the man to talk to about all the movements in the markets, etc., is Adam Hamilton. Adam, good morning. G'day, Chris. Um, terrific to see you there yesterday. And sorry yes. I couldn't jump on with you. Got the got the sub in, Dan Cobby, <laughs> our young gun, to have a chat with you. And he uh, he put his hand up to do today, but I had to pull rank. Mate. I had to jump <laughs> on with you today to uh, to have a chat. But you, Dan might bob up again during the week. But what a terrific morning it was. You know the the the, the dramas the dramas aside that we had early. Um, yep. You know it was just a tremendous event, and I think it's really set the scene for, you know, I mean, we, we keep talking about the two big races, but, you know, I I can talk about it from a family experience in the Sub-Zero Cup. My brother's got a small share with a group of his mates in, um, in uh, too much caviar. And as soon as they realised they were definitely going to get a start, they've all booked planes and they'll have to be sleeping on couches and whatever else just to get some accommodation up here to be part of it, mate. And that's what it's all about. You're dead right. Look, it was great to meet yourself there yesterday as well. And just so many families uh, along at the barrier draw yesterday. And you say, I mean, I wouldn't care where I lived in the world. If I had a horse and a tiniest share in the world in a horse running in a Magic Millions race, I'd be on the plane too and I wouldn't care if I slept on the beach. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't don't worry. My brother was straight on to me saying, "Have you got uh, you got a spare couch I can crash on on Friday and Saturday night?" So, uh, but that's what it's like, isn't it? I mean, in 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 many ways, it's become a you know a, a, akin to uh, akin to the Spring Carnival down in Melbourne, but but in its own different way. Probably, you know, probably more yeah I, I think you've summed it up right to say more almost more family oriented yeah. the last day of the spring carnival's got a good family flavor to it but oh, look, that's the thing that that stood out to me yesterday the number of families that were up here they wouldn't have known that event was going to be on many of them yep. and then suddenly they've been introduced to racing as a result of it so that to me is a tremendous win-win. No, it's it's one of those events where it's just the perfect spot. It wouldn't work half as well anywhere else. And as you say, families just wandering down the beach early morning and think, "Well, what's all this commotion? What are all these people doing?" And now they know all about it and they're hooked. So that's that's just great. Any uh, any further movements in the uh, the main markets overnight? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's been interesting. Um, I think everyone's waiting for sort of the final fields to come out and we're going through that process now. So when we chat tomorrow and Friday, we can look at a lot of these support races as well. And I can see if my brother's going to get excited. $7 the last time I had a look for his horse, too much caviar, second favourite. So um, trained by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. But just on those majors, um, yeah, movements. Look, the, the supporters continued for Empire of Japan who... Got out to about the four dollars sixty straight after the the draw yesterday, but 
the support started to come again now. So maybe it reached its mark there and it's back into $4.40. Sovereign funds been sort of solid-ish at around that $6.50 mark. Um, Platinum Jubilee has remained pretty much the same, about the $7 mark as well. We know that infatuation is by far our worst result, and and that's for a variety of reasons, uh, not the least being that the My Racehorse Syndicate and you know the nine zillion owners that have got the micro mm-hmm. shares have probably thrown their money on early as well on infatuation. But I think it 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 is uh, represents about twenty nine percent of our hole on the race infatuation. So um, it's certainly been heavily backed. And the other one that's really tightened up has been Skirt the Law mm. now into ten dollars. Um, after well, pretty much this time yesterday, you could get around twelve dollars. So I wouldn't say there's been a a stunning move since the draw. Certainly not in the two-year-old, but there has been in the three-year-old. And I know Dan would have touched on it yesterday, this tremendous go. So they pounced on yellow brick before the draw. What we saw was in those two hours pre-draw, uh, we saw $6, $5.50, $4.60. And then when yellow brick uh, drew beautifully in barrier five, uh, came into $4.20, outright favourite. Russian conquest of five fifty there. 754 to and then we're out to spiritualize despite the wide draw spiritualized still right in the betting at nine dollars fifty we have uh, maddie sears on many of our shows here on sen track she's uh, she's terrific and she labeled this horse right from the start saying how good he was and yeah i'm not surprised with the support but that's just amazing that that support came before the barrier draw they even obviously are confident well, i think they were yeah. listening to you i, I don't think because so. on monday when we <laughs> chatted on monday you said this horse ticks everybody he does um and he you know and and he's versatile and and he can be up on the speed and he just doesn't know when to lay down and and that was pretty much when we started to see the money coming. So, you know, if you've got... I know they gave a lot better odds, but if you've got on at the $6, you know, even even just a couple of days ago, you're sitting pretty now with a perfect draw as well. Um, I, I mean, you know these better than I do and, and how they're going to map. I mean, is Yellow Brick the leader or is it is it in the first three or where do you see it? He's in the first three for sure, but I can see the likes of Spiritualized, etc., getting across and the, the, the stablemate, La Takia, wanting to get across. Latakia's has drawn okay, so she's all right, but Spiritualized has drawn out. Now, he only goes when he can lead. He pulls otherwise, so he'll want to lead from that wide gate. But Benny Thompson will just be able to cruise through and settle in the first three or so. He sat outside the lead in the King of the Mountain, and from there, the race was always in his keeping. So he's just drawn beautifully. Yeah, he'll be in a good spot, Adam. Yeah. I hope he is anyway. I saw the, <laughs> I saw the glamour couple... Um, and had a brief chat with him yesterday, yes. um, Ben and, and Steph Thornton, and uh, um, great advertisements for racing up here. And, and Ben Ben was bouncing around. He had that confidence of a jockey who thinks he can win a big one on Saturday, I reckon, Chris. You wouldn't meet two nicer people. They're great ambassadors for the sport, Adam. Yeah, they absolutely are, mate. So, uh, so look, that's about as much as I can tell you today, mate. But as that's I great. said, we'll have... All the all the latest markets and uh, and all the updates on on the the key support races as well when we chat over the next two days, mate. But um, keep up the great work, and we'll chat tomorrow. Look forward to it. Thanks, Adam. Have an enjoyable day. Ta, mate. Now, lad broke it uh, with together with mates mode. The better way to chat, share, and bet together. Terms and conditions apply, and are available on the website. Gamble responsibly. Time for a break. 
Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Thanks for joining me this morning on Magic Millions Radio. Yeah, yesterday on Giddy Up with Gareth, Gareth Hall had a chat down on the foreshore at Surfers with Tommy Berry. Let's have a listen to that. Talking about superstars, he's a wonderful ambassador for this game. Um, world-class hoop. I speak of Tommy Berry. Tommy, welcome to Giddy Up. Good morning, mate. No, oh, thanks. Nice to be here, guys. It's uh, beautiful weather here in, uh, in uh, the Gold Coast, isn't it? Yeah. So. Each and every year you come down, I was uh, walking the streets of Broad Beach, and I tell you what, you had your hands full. The kids were trying to eat ice cream. You, you were trying to... How many kids you got these days? I've got four. There's a couple there, and okay. top of the back. Yeah. And I look after them all on my own as yeah. well, so it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like you had your hands full, but... Um, you enjoy coming here each each and every year, mate? Yeah, we do. It's a perfect time. The kids are obviously on school holidays, and um, it, it's a great time to be up here. Obviously, the who's who is here of racing, and yeah. obviously a, a lot of friends and family, so it's um, it's really good good time to be here. What about the Magic Millions on Saturday, mate? Um, will you be riding Chalade first emergency? Will you be here on, on Saturday? Yeah, I've got probably seven rides on the yeah. cards. I've got some nice ones outside of the main Ones, obviously, I had that month off, so that, that put me out of getting a two-year-old ride because yeah. you've got to let, ride them horses leading up. Um, Shalale, obviously, it's got to get a run. We'll run well if it does, but probably my better rides would be Jamea. Yes. Uh, she's in the Phillies and Mares race. I galloped her this morning. She's in really good order, always performs well fresh. Um, Getty in the uh, in the debut race, yeah. he's favourite there. He's a, he's a lovely a lovely colt, and uh, he'll make his presence felt. And probably Rangers, who's got yes. that really good IME form first up, and... Uh, he'll make his presence felt in the uh, syndicate race. It's always been a special carnival for your family. Your, your late brother Nathan tasted success in that two-year-old classic. I still remember that day like it's yesterday, mate. Um, Bjorn Baker, unencumbered, um, tasted success. And that was his real first big race win. Yeah, it was. He, um, he'd only, I'm pretty sure he, he'd just been married as well. Yeah. Or it might have been just before or after. Um, I get them all mixed up now. He's, it's been, he's been gone nine years, so it's... Um, it's a bit blurry, but, um, yeah, he, he'd had a massive couple of months. He got married. He won the Magic Millions, yeah. which was obviously his biggest career highlight. And I can still feel the hug he gave me after the yeah. race now. It's, um, it was probably one of my best moments on a racetrack and, and a real deserved win, so it was great. Yeah, and to do it with Beyond there, he would be a pretty handy trainer to win your first big race success with because um, the enthusiasm and passion that comes out of Mr Baker... <laughs> Um, is infectious. Oh, it's great. Nathan was stable rider for him at that time. Yeah. At that time, so he was, he had a lot of luck together. They had a great friendship, a great bond, and um, yeah, I'll tell you a couple of the parties he went to. You can only imagine what they were like with Baker hosting him. That's for sure. Tommy, I, I want to bring this in because you got the St Andrews Beach Brewery uh, merchandise oh, on, and, and Brownie and I went down there. We took the show down there a little bit before the Spring Carnival. Uh, do you get down there often? Uh, we we went down there um, a few weeks ago, but obviously with COVID, that prevented me going down there for for quite a while. But um, the place is on fire at the moment. Uh, it's it's obviously around Christmas and, and the summertime. It's, it's probably the place to be down the peninsula. So it's a great place to be a part of and um, yeah, very proud of what everyone's down down there. You mentioned the uh, the month off. You feeling fresh? I'm feeling great. I, I really needed it. Obviously, I had a lot going on in my life with that and, and you know with my family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was really good to just spend time with my, my wife, my kids. And, you know, when you go through tough times, they always say it's, it's a 
the people that are there for you, you know, when times are tough and that's what it's all about and having my friends and family and, and that with me, it was, it was the best Christmas I've ever had. Yeah. A lot, when you're in any situation, sometimes you don't understand the pressure you're feeling. When you take a step back, you realise how much you're being affected. Did you, did you realise that? And, and, and being able to do what you just did over the, the Christmas New Year period allows you a real crack at it into the new calendar year? Yeah, well, it was a strange one because obviously um, uh, the biggest thing I've had happen in my life was losing my brother and, and I never took any time off after that I just kept riding was able to get through it but this was a little bit different because it was a, a, a attacking my reputation and, and who I am as a person and um, and I felt you know a lot of people were judging off just what they'd heard or what they'd seen or and making up their own minds and that's that's quite damaging to the person you are mm. and, and me as a person I, I really run on feelings and, and and I love the general public and and just people in, in general so for people to think that I was doing something untowards, obviously, is a very hard thing to, to take. And um, I just needed time. It, it, it eventually got to me, and I was going to the races. I, I wasn't going there feeling good and feeling like I could give my owners and trainers the best of me, um, which which I didn't like doing. So after a couple of weeks of riding like that, um, and, and the results showed. The results were terrible. I felt terrible going there. So I just come to a point where I just had to think about myself, and, and my family and and, um, and hang up the boots for a few weeks and I've come back feeling as good as I ever have. Well, i tell you what, you said you love the general public. Judging by the selfies and the crowd we're getting here, yeah. Gareth, they love you but, too, brother, so and, it's, a, it's a mutual love. Yeah, I, it's great. And I'd vouch for Tommy Berry's character every day of the week. I, I know some of the stuff that he's done behind the scenes, for his, um, especially for the racing industry, and it does frustrate me sometimes in this game that we that we love is that People want to have opinions without knowing the facts. They read a, a story in the newspaper mm. and they think... And newspapers, of course, they need to, to, to sell. But um, it, 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 it is frustrating, isn't it, it, Tommy? And I could imagine how, how tough that month would have been, mate. Yeah, it is, especially when, you know, I, I do feel in the 15 years I've been riding, I, I have given a lot to racing, but racing's yeah. given everything to me. So I, I feel it's... it's it's in me to give them back as much as I've given me. So it, it, it did hurt at some points when you you do see people that you've, you've felt that you've given as much to them and, and they sort of didn't show you the same respect when you were going through that tough time. So, And it's not just about me. This is about other people that go through the same sort yeah. of thing. And, and it is... It, people want to be there when you're going well and the same people are against you when you're going bad and, and or, or your results aren't there and stuff like that. And, and as I said, I'm obviously the one in the in the spotlight at the moment, but that, that goes way beyond me and just yeah. general, general you know consensus of people in racing and people in sport. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's something that's probably got to be looked at. But um, like I said, them three weeks, I, I got back to, you know, knowing who I was as a yeah. person and, and, and feeling good about myself again and feeling what, like I want to get back up yeah. out there and ride. And, and these guys definitely oh. help with that. <laughs> now, you got, they all, um, they're dead ringers of you, Tommy. Are they going to be hoops? Because I see some of the social media that you put out with the kids riding ponies, etc., and they sit beautifully in the saddle. Yeah, they do. These two are the, the two that love riding, and obviously yep. that's the reason why they, they don't leave my side. But um, So we're live on radio here, but Tommy's <laughs> kids are in front of us, and they are superstars. Yeah, no, they're, um, so they're, they're the probably two that, that I think he'll want to be a jockey, and he's a little bit of a, a rough one, so he'll be able to handle the things that come with it. But, um, look, it'd be nice to have one of them, you know, share the same passion with, with what I've done and being able to give back. You know, racing, once again, has provided them a great life. So. Yep. They owe just as much to racing as I do. Uh, yeah. Our man David Taggart, of course, former uh, six one. We got it every time we say David Taggart, we've got to say six time. Do you know who David Taggart is, Tommy? Yeah, oh, yeah. thank God. For uh, that. Don't, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to lie. Uh, no, but he, he often says we need to take a little bit of break 
uh, and he wasn't a great track work rider. He, he would stay in bed, but he would put on weight very quickly. So it was a grind every time he had that little freshen up. How do you go? How does the month go when it comes to your weight? Well, usually it's really good, but I've never had a month off in saying yep. that. So this was the biggest break I've had. I tried to ride 54 first day back on IME, um, which I was gutted. I didn't make the weight, which is, once again, unlike me, but... I just hadn't had that time off before. I didn't know how my body would react to it, and it's taken a, a lot longer than I expected it to come off. But speaking to older jockeys, they always say the, the time that you have off, it takes twice as long for the weight to come off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have a month off, it takes two months to get yeah. it right. So I've still got a couple of weeks left. Hey, just quickly, I just want to yeah. ask, every, every time I chat to a jockey, I'm always interested. The whip rule. Uh, you like it? Are you comfortable with it? Do you think there needs to be some tweaking? Of course, it really got raised in the conversation after the protests at Flemington right before Christmas. How do you personally deal with it? Yeah, look, I, I think in New South Wales particularly, I think we've got a great way of showing. In New South Wales, they take up the, the whole straight. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a complete number. But, um, look, they've got padded whips now. I think they're great. I would hate to go back to the old-style whip, even if they said we could. Yeah. It's just that's that's in the past now. So I think racing New South Wales, racing Australia, have done a great job moving forward. And I think we're in a really good place where we're at now, now and I don't think it's got to go any further. We'll get to St Andrews Beach, Bury. Looking forward to that when we get back to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Tommy, you're a superstar, mate. Go and get them on Saturday. We appreciate your Cheers. time here, mate, on Giddy Up, live on the Gold Coast. Bjorn Baker coming up next. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Experience the magic, the summer carnival like no other. The star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track. Well, that's nearly it for another edition of Magic Millions Radio on Hump Day, Wednesday of Magic Millions Week. Of course, as I mentioned earlier on, the final fields for all races will be out this morning so we can all start getting stuck into the form. Another day of uh, sales out there at the complex this afternoon have kicked off from 10am this morning. Of course, Tim Rowe gave us his lots to watch. And if you didn't catch those, they were lot 399. I'll go from the start. Lot 308, lot 399 and lot Four one seven. Now the big one there is three ninety nine. Of course, a sister to Sunlight, which is likely to break the uh, the Magic Millions record. Could well get over two million dollars. So that will be worth a watch later on in the afternoon. Just something I wanted to mention here too from Racing Queensland. Uh, Racing Queensland for all owners, trainers, and jockeys with runners on the weekend. Come to the Racing Queensland marquee in the main thoroughfare of, Mag of the Magic Million Sales Complex. All ticketing, that's all ticketing, will be available after acceptance time today. So that's not far away. Those acceptances, acceptances might already be out. So all owners and trainers and jockeys with runners on the weekend, come to Racing Queensland marquee in the main thoroughfare of the Magic Million Sales Complex. All ticketing will be available. Now, if you don't have tickets... You probably can't get in. So be very wise to do that before you enter the course. Maybe do it a couple of days beforehand. Might be a far better idea. Now, on tomorrow's show, what have we got tomorrow? We've, uh, away from the show, we've actually got another day, of course, of yielding sales. But tomorrow night, it's the Calcutta. Uh, the Gold Coast Turf Club Magic Millions Calcutta dinner is at the Gold Coast Turf Club from 6 p.m. If you want to get a ticket for that, Bad luck. They're all sold out. You can't get one. But our good friend Gibbo will be there going through the form. So make sure, uh, well, you can't go. If you are going, enjoy Gibbo and make sure uh, 
you heckle him in the crowd to give him a bit of a hard time. But he'll do all the form. He'll do a great job. He's the man of, uh, of the moment. Tomorrow on the show, we'll catch up again with Adam Hamilton. We'll catch up again with Tim Rowe. We'll have another Magic Millions memory. And I'll find a few other things to throw in as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day, whatever you're doing, Magic Millions-wise. Same time tomorrow. We'll catch you here. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime.